Welcome to the SBP podcast, The Voice of Mobile Film. I am your host, Susie Botello, and you're listening to episode 37. Hi there. So I wanted to talk about something here, uh, something that I think it's kind of important, uh, something that I'd like to point out. Last year, social media began to go video on all of us. It began to put a plan into place to get you to turn your life into videos. Now, we're all seeing the power of social media with its advertisers turned to you for content. What we can all do with our mobile phones is pretty powerful, and it is you who are empowered. You are the content because you are the storyteller. Now, for many years, I've pushed everyone in the world to use the camera on their phone as the video camera or the film camera of the future. In my vision, anything that involved video could go mobile. News, movies, training videos, corporate videos, commercials, documentaries, TV shows, everything. Today, this is a reality. Those who are not using their phone as the camera... They're choosing not to because they have a camera on their phone and they still choose to use other cameras. There are still benefits to using other cameras, of course, but it's become a choice. Now, for everyone else, it's also a choice. The choice is to use a camera on our phones instead of purchasing a a separate camera. So, yeah, there are people who cannot afford or who would rather use their money in other ways, of course. But if you're using your phone to make films and videos, no one is looking down on you anymore, like, oh, that poor person has to use their phone to record this because they can't afford a camera. You know, when it comes to social media, they want to own your content, to make it something they can sell by wrapping advertisers around it. You may feel like you lost your content, But you haven't. It's still yours. You have the right to use your content however you like. It doesn't have to stay with one social media provider unless, of course, the format that you use to record it can only be played within that platform. In this episode, our guest and I discuss vertical versus horizontal video. We discuss IGTV. We also discuss... How to empower yourself in front of your camera to do live videos or recorded videos. And we also discuss the empowerment of storytellers. And that is, guess what? You. Everyone is a storyteller. But now everyone has the power to share their story through video and film. I think that by the end of this episode, you may be thinking about the difference between planning what you have to say and just saying stuff when you're recording or live casting. I think you may realize that in order to send a message that conveys what you want to, you may need a plan before you record it. So I also do point to stories, of course. That's my thing. How cool is it? How cool is it, actually, to record something and put it out there? But hey, how much cooler would it be to record and edit a story and share that instead? 
So anyways, if you're ready, let's begin our discussion with the Money Channel from Georgia right now. Welcome to the SBP podcast, the voice of mobile film. I am here with, uh, well, everybody's special, but this is a special guest. Uh, this is someone I met, I believe, back in 2013, somewhere around there. So it's been a few years. His name is Ama- Amani Chanel. Did I pronounce your name right after all these years, Amani? <laughs> <laughs> just about. Just You said it like everyone else does. You try to make me French. I know, how huh? Like the uh, perfume. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is it Chanel? It's Channel, like TV Channel. Oh, well, hey. Well, that's a great segue into, uh, <laughs> into what you do. Amani is, um, is a fan of mobile film, and he's also, he does work with it. And um, he teaches uh, video. Uh, what, kind, what, would I, what would we call the kind of video that you teach? So it really depends. You know, I, I, I've worked in broadcasting uh, for about 20 years as a news reporter. Now I work as a producer. Um, I've taught digital media at um, the university level. And I teach folks how to become ca- on-camera confident. That's kind of like my side hustle. But full-time, I just work in the news business. I'm a broadcaster. I work in creative services. And then I, I've been dabbling with mobile video oh, since like the, the first iPhone to shot video. What was that? The... 3GS, I think, is the first iPhone. Wow, and yeah. So I, I've, um, yeah, I've, I've always loved mobile video. I've been fascinated by the technology and, and by all the various apps that have come and gone over the years, and some of them are kind of sticking around. And, yeah, I just love all things video and uh, definitely see the value of mobile video and, and, and want to help people who are looking to make videos either for their business or to brand or to – to reach more people, to influence, whatever it may be, video can really serve all those purposes for you. So that's really what, what I'm all about, Susie. Yeah, well, that's that's quite a bit. We should go into a little more detail on that. First of all, where are you located? I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. So I've, uh, let's see, I'm from California. I'm actually from the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, from a small little city called East Palo Alto, which is kind of close to Stanford University. It's changed a lot since I was a youngster. Um, but then I, I started studying broadcasting uh, in community college at the College of San Mateo. Then I transferred to University of Florida. So I moved to Gainesville, Florida, across the country. After graduating, I got a job in D.C., got a job back down in Tampa, Florida, and now I live in Atlanta. So I'm, wow. I'm uh, kind of been all around. Well, been been around the states at least, and now I'm on the southeast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you have been around. I the Gainesville sounds familiar to me. I um, and um, yeah, there's a lot of um, and you you also. I don't mean to cut off my own self here, but. You also, um, you, like you were talking about uh, broadcasting, and you're still doing that, right? Or you, you yeah. work for a station? Yeah, I work for a station here in Atlanta. Oh, that's wonderful. 
So uh, one of the, that you were talking about getting fearless in front of the camera. Um, and, and of course, uh, our, our podcast and everything we do is about giving a voice to mobile film. And this is a really cool topic because um, you, um, okay, so video fearless, right? Am I saying this right? Mm-hmm. Video Fearless is about um, basically not being scared to be in front of the camera um, as a as any any type of a of a person, right? Whether you're branding yourself, uh, doing reports, or or as a business, correct? Yeah. So so I primarily through Video Fearless, I work with a lot of coaches, consultants, business owners those types and, and, you know, bloggers, people who want to start video blogs. Um, but really anyone who's looking to spread a message with video, um, you know, I can, I can help them because, you know, it's very nerve wracking, you know, speaking to a camera, especially if you're not used to it. There's just a lot of pressure that goes along with it. And I know from personal experience, cause when I started reporting, I used to like get super anxious. Like I would, Susie, I would like start sweating bring out cold sweat, stumble, stutter, would forget what I was going to say. Every mistake that you can make on camera, I did it as a news reporter on TV. And so, um, you know, a mentor found me and I found a mentor and he really helped me kind of get my act together. And so out of that, I was like, thinking, well, how can I really help you? Because I've been making tutorials, video production tutorials for, for years um, through, through another brand called Web Video Chefs. And there's a YouTube channel. Um, that, that a partner of mine created. And then I was thinking, well, we kind of parted ways. We stopped really making tutorials for uh, web video chefs. So I was thinking, well, what's what's another way I could really help people? And, you know, um, the problem is when you help, you know, you you may be an expert at some of this. This is to all my business owners, my coaches, coach, coaching folks or aspiring online business owners. You know, people always say find a niche, right? Find, find one person or one kind of segment to serve. And I was like, well, I can teach someone how to edit. I can teach people how to make videos, you know, whatever it may be. And I was thinking, well, you know, if I focus on helping people who suffer from the same challenges that I had, that might be a really good entry point for helping people. And so that's really why I started Video Fearless. So, yeah, I'm just here to help people speak on camera with confidence, share a message, inspire through video. I mean, it's very powerful. But, you know, a lot of people are either self-conscious. They don't like the way they look or sound. They have fear of rejection. There's a lot of fears that go along with making videos. So I'm here to help people overcome those challenges. Well, yeah. And I think, too, that one of the things is because I, I see people using, you know, Facebook Live, for example, and they just get out there and they just talk, you know. But there's there's a different kind of, of, of how you present yourself in front of a live camera when you're doing it just kind of just – for your friends, you know, that know you, that you hang out with, or that, um, you know, you're just not that shy about because it, it's not being, there's something about, like you were saying, getting in front of a camera to do a report and you start sweating because you almost feel like you're being graded, right? You're, you're representing something and you, you, you have that feeling where it's a little different than when you're, you know, doing on your personal Facebook or something like that. And and on the opposite end of that, on the flip side, <laughs> there are people who are, prof- you know, s- representing a professional camp, uh, brand or something, 
And they go out there and, you know, they're chewing gum, they're eating a burger and they're doing their live video or, you know, I'm exaggerating a little bit. I don't think anybody goes that far, but uh, they do things where you're going, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) You know, that's that's probably not the best way to go. Am I correct? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. So, so you know, there's a couple. Like, I've talked to people who are like, "Yeah, every time I record a video, I go on a tangent, or I don't remember my talking points, or I just." A lot of that has to do with preparation, and you kind of alluded to it. You know, you really just if if you want to represent a brand or a business or yourself, really, even yourself, it's always good to know what you're going to say. I say, know what you're going to say before you say it. That's really important. Like when you talk about you know professional broadcasting or television. Or professional video, you know, there's not a video that's ever made that, you know, you just turn the camera on and have a person wing it. That's not, it never happens. There's a script, there's a teleprompter, there's practice, rehearsal, there's actors sometimes. It's all well thought out and well planned out. And it should be the same way when, you know, you're speaking on camera representing your brand or, or business or whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah, if you're just making a, a video, like you said, if you're making a video for your friends, it's okay just to be dressed however, say whatever, you know, whatever. But if you really want your your information to come off in a polished manner, sound polished, or be really effective and spot on with your messaging, it's always good to give some forethought uh, to what you're going to say, what, the, what your audience needs to hear, what the subject of your video is. It's always good to give that some thought before you, before you press record or especially before you go live. I, I see a lot of, um, you know, folks who dabble with Facebook live and there's all sorts of things people do, uh, you know, they'll go live and they'll say, we're going to wait five minutes because people are going to let people sign on before you get started. Well, why are you signing? Why are you giving five minutes to start sharing your content when someone may be watching on a replay and they're not going to wait five minutes for you to get into that content? Why don't you just get into your content, get into your message, who watches you live is who watches you live. People will come in and out anyways. They're, few people will really, really watch for an entire five or ten minute video. They kind of come in and out and, you know, think about what you're going to say and just present the information. There is a lot of little things that people can do to improve their videos. And, and, and a lot of it, too, Susie, for folks who may not be fearful, they're just like they just don't know what to do. A lot of it just from just not knowing. And I don't fault anyone who's making a video. I say, you know, the the best thing you can do is make a video. But, you know, you want to make sure you're doing things that add to your brand and don't detract from it. So just make sure you're not, you know, chewing gum or watch your, what you're wearing or your background, whatever it may be. You got you to gotta pay attention to the small details. But definitely if, if you're, you know, you want to start making videos and you're not fearful of making videos, you should be making videos. Just get some help. So that you can bring your your message out in the best way possible. Yeah, there's also, you know, you we were just um, you just touched up on something that made me recall. Uh, we're talking about the background and such and preparing and things like that. And um, what's that video that went viral with the guy that was uh, on doing a live something on a news station? And his little girl comes in. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. He was doing an interview with like Bloomberg or somebody. Yeah. And the little and girl, girl comes in. And she sits on the she sits on the edge of the bed and then the babysitter comes in and like tries to rush the kids out. Of the, yeah, I definitely remember that. <laughs> and you know, so one of the things that um that I I would tell people to do um is to actually, you know give people I was at my mom's I can't believe I'm going to say this publicly but look to to our listeners 
<laughs> we all, these, these things happen. Uh, I was uh, doing a Skype interview with somebody one time, not for a podcast or anything like that, but it was business, and it was pretty important. And it happened to catch me. It was on a holiday, and I remember I was visiting my mom, and I was in my, my mom's room. I believe I was in her room or somebody's room in there in the house. And um, I, I was doing this. It, it was on video. And my mom <laughs> walks in. Hey, Susie, did you, are you going to eat that food? Because if you're not going to eat that food, I'm going to throw it out or something like that. And I was just like so embarrassed, you know. <laughs> and I'm going, God, you know, because I... You know, you do everything you can. I had shut the door, but I, I think, you know, in hindsight, I could have given her a warning. It wouldn't have killed me. <laughs> could have said, hey, mom, I got a meeting that I'm going to be on and I'm going to be on a live video call. Please don't come in. <laughs> right. Exactly. Especially as my mom. <laughs> or you can get one of those on-air, on-air um, lights, right? That goes on-air whenever you go live on Skype. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's like, oh, no. Yeah, it, it's it's something. It was just so embarrassing. And I just started laughing. Luckily, the person I was talking to had a sense of humor. Right. You know? But imagine if it was like, you know, a super a job serious interview or something. job interview. <laughs> yeah. Or just, you know, or one of these things where they say, hey, we want to interview you for this, you know, uh, publicity even. Right. You know, and here comes your mom talking about, you know, are you, are you going to eat those ribs or something? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, things happen. And I think um, the, the, I mean, I didn't freak out, you know, I just laughed. I'm like, mom, I'm, <laughs> you know, and the, I could see, you know, the guy's face. He was just sort of, he blushed too. You know, we were both blushing about it. Um, but yeah, those things happen. So you could just kind of, you know, it's almost like troubleshooting before it happens, right? Uh, run through the scenarios. <laughs> yeah, you want to prepare as much as possible, but that's kind of like the beauty of beauty of live video too. Is that, or video in general, is that anything can happen at any moment. So what you described has happened to me several times, where my son will come in the room while I'm recording a video, and like I've published videos where he's walked in the room and kind of like interrupted a little bit, and I acknowledge him and I'm saying, "Hey, definitely, I'm recording," and then he'll usually just walk out, make a little face at the camera. The little <laughs> moments are funny. But, you know, you have to handle them in the right way, too. You can't really – you can't let them see a sweat. You know, you just have right. to kind of grin and bear it. And the less you react to the situation, like the – I think the funny thing about that video that you referred to, the the one that went viral, was that the babysitter was, like, so frantic in how she, like, rushed the – like, it was funny. Like, the girl comes in and she sits on the edge of the bed. But then the babysitter is, like, falling over herself trying to get the kids out of the room. That was kind of what was so entertaining Yep. And so, you know, the, if you could just be cool and collected on video and just be like, oh, everything's fine. You know, no one's going to no one's going to notice. No one's going to. Now, OK, now we're in a podcast and, and we're talking about these things that happen. And uh, during our podcast, you had your texts go off <laughs> and uh, there's another little sound that just came on and things like that. Um, and uh, yeah, those I should have put it on silent. <laughs> Forgive me, Susie. I'm such a professional, right? I didn't have my phone on stun. No, I just think the you know what I mean. The irony of this here, we're talking. Well, you know, prepare. It's it's a good thing to do, and we're making fun of this, you know. And at the same time, these little sound effects are are coming through, uh, which is which is also funny. So we're you know just for our listeners, we do know what we're doing. 
<laughs> we are professionals. We do this for a living. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, and, uh, but we, but we are going to give uh, a little tutorial later, you know, at the end of our part of our, of this podcast, you'll have to go to our Patreon page. Cause we're going to present something there with the money, a, a little tutorial, which will be a little more serious and detailed about, um, about this, um, about how to do, you know, a live video, uh, how to, how to present yourself without, you know, sweating and, and preparing things so that a lot of the unexpected, you can't com- prevent everything, but at least how to handle it, you know, as well. Um, yeah. And how to, how to just be relaxed and deliver a message without worrying about the results. You know, that's a lot of it. And it, it's, there's a formula that I'm going to share. I'm gonna, what I'm going to share, Susie, I've already thought about this. So I've developed what I call the video fearless formula. Yeah. And um, I've used it with students all over the world. I did a, I've, you know, I have a course that I developed. And so it's like four steps, four steps that will help people conquer their fear and just get into a, a rhythm and just understand the the mechanics behind speaking with poison confidence. Cause you know, confidence is everything. Like, I don't know if you're single or married, Susie, but like when you were single, if like a guy walked up to you who had no confidence, like looking at his shoes, wouldn't look you in the eye, you'd be like, what a wimp, what a loser. Right. I mean, and the same thing, like, you know, if you're, you're a guy trying to approach a female and you, you, you don't have any confidence, like you've already lost. And so video is an extension of like the in-person meeting and if you don't have any confidence on camera, like your audience is going to sense it right away. And if you don't believe in yourself, who's going to believe in you? So yeah. it's really important for folks to. I bring um, that to sales a- uh, as, a, as a reference even better, because in sales, it's how you project yourself and present yourself to, say, a potential customer or client um, to to be able to trust you or, you know, trust that, you know, say you're selling a product or something that you know that product that right. you're not just kind of winging it and embarrassed about it and how you project yourself in that uh can make or break your sale yeah uh, so that's another uh good example um because to be honest with you sometimes you know uh, if a guy comes up and he's kind of shy and things like that, that can kind of be attractive too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, I'll, let you, I'll let you tell it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's, so I wanted to uh, share uh, with our listeners. Now you do this with regular cameras and mobile phone cameras and um, and the the object of the game basically is the same thing, but because we're doing this more on well, I do it all the time. I mean, I don't even I I don't have any regular camera anymore. I used to have a you know Canon a GL two, and that's gone. I no need for that anymore. Could you imagine oh, yeah. having to film that? The quality of that now with with my iPhone, uh, you know. Are you kidding? It's like it's better on the phone than it would be on on that old camera now anyways. I had an XL1, which was yeah. like the bigger camera of the GL1 or the yeah. GL2, whichever one you had. Yeah. Yeah, those those are dinosaurs now. It's like, right? you know, those things had tape. <laughs> now yeah. they're like SD cards. Yeah, DV, little mini DV tapes, which, you know, they were digital and everything. And, and we thought we were so cool with those, so professional, you know, yeah. um, all the settings. Uh, but, but yeah, so now we just pull the phone out of our pocket and, um, I kind of want to talk about something with you, 
because uh, we pull it out, we just hit record. But there's something about how we handle that. Um, I wrote uh, a blog, an article a uh, while back. It's on Medium as well. Um, Medium.com, that is, on our on our whatever profile there. And um, you read it and you shared it too. Um, and it was about vertical versus horizontal video. And I wanted to, I know you wanted to talk about this and I know I wanted to talk about it because I know it made some sort of an impression on you. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that because that was at about the time that the IGTV, Instagram TV, uh, came out. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> for the record, I am not a fan of vertical video. Um, I've always I've always preached hold your a phone horizontally land what is that landscape is what they call it i guess is that yeah. right landscape Either way. um but but you know the world is changing <laughs> right. and though i dislike vertical video i've made several videos with vertical um videos with igtv and you know it's kind of it's kind of where things are going it's uh it, and it's been moving in that direction for for a few years now so the reason why i don't like vertical video is because we don't watch vertical TVs. Like we don't watch vertical movies, right? I mean, it's just not the way the the video screen is made to be watched, really. Uh, the traditional video screen um, is, you know, the 16 by 9 aspect ratio. And so if you're going to do any editing, like real editing, if you want that correct, you know, television 16 by 9 look, you should hold your phone the same way. And it, you know, when I had my 3GS, the first, my first iPhone, I made the mistake and shot some vertical video, and then I realized, oh, I said, I think I should turn the phone horizontally, and, and that, that's what ended up working uh, the you best. Know, you know, there is a reason why we all started out that way. Uh, you know, first, I, I do want to say that vertical video can only be really presented uh, with vertical screens, whether that's a big screen or not. I mean, the availability of a big screen in a film festival that's going to be vertical that's odd but hey you know maybe there's somebody out there who wants to have uh, a film festival i mean you can buy them they they cost a lot but i mean you can buy that screen it'll limit the venue and so forth but i mean you can do it right um Mm -hmm. but as a as filmmakers and and people who do documentaries and things like that it is going to limit um your distribution i should say of your video but there is a reason why, you know, I don't know what you're looking at right now specifically. I don't know, listeners, I don't know exactly what you're looking at. As <laughs> for all I know, you're lying there in the dark trying to go to sleep and you think I'm boring enough to put you to sleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, never that, Susie. <laughs> but, um, but let's say that you're in the lit room or you're outside or something like that. And if you look straight ahead from you right now, okay, you can still see around you. Now, you can't really see above your eyes, right? Above your, <laughs> I don't know what kind of eyes you have, but most likely you can't even see your eyebrows, right? And you can see below a little bit, right? But you can't really see, if you're standing up, you can't really see your feet unless you, you, you turn your eyes down. You're looking straight ahead. You can see the sides, though. So your your vision is sort of, uh, I should say, the screen, you know, the 16 by 9 screen is really representing our natural eyesight, what we naturally see. 
So there's a psychological thing that happens for me, and I'm sure it happens to you. Maybe you haven't thought about it. When you're looking at vertical video on any other screen uh, that is not your phone, it sort of feels like you're missing out on half the picture. Hmm. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, yeah, it sort of looks like, remember when you were a kid? Well, maybe you didn't do this, but I remember sort of trying to see, you know, through a cracked door what was going on in there that I wasn't allowed to see, you know, but you want to just open those doors all the way so you can really get a full view. So just, you're a, pe- a peeping Susie. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, the blinders on the horses, right? right to keep right, them right. focused on something. And, and that kind of brings me into one of the things that I said in the article that there is a place for that where you want to keep people focused just on whatever that is. And that, that source, uh, most of the time, is on live video and things like that, is your subject, which is you. Right. And so perhaps you're doing a live video. We were talking about the little kids showing up and things like that. Had that been on a vertical video, the kid could have walked in the room. The little girl sat in the bed and everything and nobody would have seen it because uh, the horizontal, the vertical video would have only captured, you know, the the subject which was speaking. Right. Hmm, Right. So, uh, you know, you're in your room, it's kind of messy, you're doing a, you got to do this live video thing, and hey, you're just going to keep it on you, nobody's really going to see, you know, you've got a ton of clothes on your bed or anything like that. Uh, Whereas if you turn your phone the other way, now you're in the scene, and that scene happens to be your messy room, or, you know, somebody's bedroom and kids come in or whatever it is that happens you know so i think i think in that argument there's a there's a there's a time and a place for that i think vertical video has its place you know especially with all this live video and these presentations and videos of that sort but i think in other ways it sort of misses your your people are missing the entire scene you're in a scene sure you can catch you can film you as a little person far away, you know, and there's trees and everything around you. But if you want a nice little close up of yourself and that scene around you, uh, the trees and what what have you, uh, aesthetically beautiful scene, right? Uh, not just all you. You can still see you clearly uh, within a scene. Exactly. Exactly. And that's kind of what we're we're moving to with with the the you know vertical video is you get that it, it, you know it, it sort of just changes the and it's because people are watching videos on their phones without rotating them it gives them that ability to do so yeah and so you know it's 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 it, there is a limited um, you know field of view because it's a vertical field of view and it's you know it's uh, limited by the you can't show as much. On the sides, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's but that's how people are watching videos. So if people are watching videos that way, like on IGTV, which I've been a total proponent of IGTV, and I have a video fearless IGTV channel where I share kind of like a, kind of behind the scenes of what I'm up to, and I share video tips and confidence tips, and a show kind of like more, more gives a – I call it video fearless uncut is my, my um, Instagram channel. But – 
you know, it's it's just a different it's a different form of production. Like I, you know, you can record in the way um, IG works. For those who are wondering, if you have a regular IG account, you can configure your IG for IGTV, and it's a whole, it's like a platform within a platform. Mm-hmm. You're able to upload videos. You can record a video vertically, speak to your camera. You know, maintain eye contact with the lens, which is another thing that, you know, hopefully we'll get to talk about here. Um, Because, you know, a lot of people when they're recording their videos, they're going to look at themselves as they're talking. Because if you have it on your selfie camera, we're narcissistic. Like everyone's a little narcissistic. So you're going to. It's me, me, me. Yeah. So the temptation is to look at yourself as you're talking. And you can actually see like folks all the time who make mobile videos. Um, There's one guy named uh, Sam Ovens who's like. Um, I don't know for those of you who get like um, advertisements for like consulting, coaching businesses, like in your Facebook feed or YouTube feed, like I've been getting a lot from Sam, but he will look right. He's looking right at himself instead of looking at the lens. You can tell because their eye contact is just a little bit off. I do that. (laughs) The first thing I tell people is make sure you know where your lens is on your camera and look at the lens. Um, But the second thing is just to know what you're going to say. And then with IGTV, you can record a short video and then upload that video to IGTV. You can even create like a thumbnail or a, a a cover for it, put a little description, put some tags in there and upload it in seconds. And so there's like a lot of different ways to share videos with Instagram these days. It's like the three ways to share videos with Instagram these days. But, you know, I just like to experiment. So I'm just kind of experimenting with IG. Um, one of the videos that I shared to IGTV, I actually posted to my LinkedIn account as well. I'm really focused on LinkedIn and Instagram these days. Like I'm not even so hot on YouTube, believe it or not, because it's like so hard to get traction on YouTube these days. Um, YouTube is just it's just, you know, they say quality videos and you got to do the keyword research. And it's just back when we started Video Chef, Susie was just like, oh, just throw up some videos. And after a few months, like they started getting traction. Well, I've been... I'm getting more views on my LinkedIn right now than I am on my – and more likes on my Instagram than I am on I, I um, think, YouTube. I think on YouTube, though, you just need a few decent videos that for some reason really get the attention of people to, to up the subscribers. They don't all – you know, they won't all do it, you know, for you. Yeah, but it's just um, – it's just it's, it seems like there's – you have to make more videos or be more consistent than yeah. – I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just doing something wrong. That's probably what it is. I need somebody. I need a YouTube coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you know, uh, the thing with the, the numbers, you know, you, you always see the people with the, uh, I got so many hundreds or thousands or whatever subscribers, and they're constantly, it, it's like, uh, like a sport for them. Uh, it is social media uh, in a lot of ways has opened up our networking, you know, the people in our network in a different light, you know, and I think video is the other, is what we're stepping into now, which, you know, with social media has become, um, huge. It's not about just posting any video on there, this whole thing with, you know, with IGTV and Twitter and all that. Um, it's about like what you're teaching, you know, uh, basically self-branding. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's uh, improved. Like I've met so many people like yourself through social media. And, and a lot of that is from the content that I put out. So, you know, when you put content out there, it's going to attract others. Like I believe in, you know, energies like energies attract. So 
you know, I think I connected with you via social media and, and it's it's very powerful these days. There, there are so many relationships that I've been able to build and expand my network via social media. And, and really, I look at it like, you know, the it's really leveled the playing field. Like when I when I first started working as a news reporter, there was no Facebook. There was no YouTube. I'm not trying to date myself, but there wasn't. Right. And and now it's like all you need is a cell phone and you can like record a video and like have the possibility of reaching who knows how many people if it starts getting shared and starts getting traction. It's very powerful. And, and video is the most persuasive, most, you know, people love to watch and it's very influential. It's like that's why advertisers spend millions and billions of dollars on ads because it, it works. Um, whether you think commercial works on you or not, oh, advertisers know it works. And so I feel like now that the power is in our hands, we need to use video and be a force of good. I feel like, um, yeah, you don't have to share like all the bad news. You can you can share your expertise. You can share your I call it your blessing. So my blessing is video. But you somebody listening may be into psychology or into parenting or what, whatever their their expertise is. Um, you can share that with others via video and really, um, you know, see the ripple effect from your from your efforts and. And I just think it's an awesome time to be living, like to be able to communicate so freely and and have like the power of video at the tip of your fingers at all times. I mean, these mobile phones are so portable. They're everywhere. And that's why we're seeing, you know, whenever there is um, anything controversial, there's someone with a camera that's always recording it because these things are so accessible now. Yeah. So so I feel like everyone needs to be using video now. Will everyone make a video? Well, no, because. There are certain beliefs and certain challenges people have or certain intimidation, like the technology. Like usually, Susie, there's like maybe three reasons why people will make videos. One, they might be intimidated by the technology. Two, they just not might not be confident. Um, and then three, like they don't know how to structure their message. They don't know what they're doing when they make a video. And so if, if, if I'm able to help people overcome any of those challenges and help them start making videos, I feel like – you know, feel like I've really won because, you know, this is my passion. Like work is not like work to me. I, I've, I've done this for like 20 plus years and I love making videos and I love capturing and creating and shooting and editing and writing and all of it. Um, and if I can just share my passion with a couple and, and, and maybe one or two people are like, wow, you know, I, I like making videos too, which is something that, you know, one of my students she she was so scared. Like we did a Skype call or a Zoom call, and Susie she could not communicate. She she was not comfortable speaking on camera at all. By the end of the first call, um, I was able to get her to start sharing a message on video, and then she went through my little coaching program. And, and by the end of it, she was like, "Hey, video making is fun. Like if I can help more people do that, then I feel like my job is done." Uh, because um, as you know, you know how powerful video is, whether, you know, it's all about storytelling and when you mix in a story with video, it can be very, very powerful. And whether you're a filmmaker, a journalist, citizen journalist, business person, I feel like there, there's a space for you to start making videos. There's a, there's a thing, you know, I'm, I've always had a, a heart for art, you know, the, the artist. Uh, and I think that's where, you know, the storyteller, right? Storytelling itself is that bridge be between the art and the technology, mm. uh, which is how to tell a story um, in through different mediums, right? Well, you can paint uh, and and even do abstract and 
all of it is storytelling and writing music, you know, uh, you know, little things like that. And then you bring the filmmaking and video aspect of it. And now it's more of a science, right? And I think that, yeah, you can just sit there and record clips and, and focus on, I mean, even on mobile, mobile videos and groups and things like that. You see people that are sharing basically just video clips because they're playing with the cameras and the gear and the lenses and the, you know, what they have. And they're getting very technical about it. Look at this effect and look at how beautiful I can make this tree look. And, you know, uh, you know, uh, a lot of clips. But I'm I'm more on that bridge of trying to connect. And you were talking about empowering that is to me the magic the magic potion right there is the storytelling because Mm -hmm. that power that everyone now has with storytelling that's been around since the days when we were living in caves (laughs) you know uh we've been storytellers that's what humans do that's part of how we communicate through storytelling and to take that storytelling and make it be more conscious about it and using that and giving the power of that scientific method which is camera right and video and film and giving it to everyone through storytelling now we're connecting the artist through storytelling with the science and guess what to all our listeners who are artists out there it's not difficult you, you do have that power now, like Amani was saying, because now you can do it. You don't have to know about white balancing and frames per second. You don't need to know any of that stuff. You don't, know to, you don't need to know what zebra lines are or anything like that. You're going, what? Did she just mention zebras? No, forget about it. You don't need to know anything about that. You just need to know, which is a good idea, go ahead and Turn the phone sideways. Unlock it. Unlock your orientation first. (laughs) Turn your phone sideways. Hit record and start practicing, right? And sharing a story, having an idea for something. And then what you're looking at, what you're looking at on your phone through that screen is your window. It's it's what you're creating at the same time. Isn't that so powerful, Imani? Yeah, I love it. And I love your analogy of a window. You know, I've never even thought of my my uh, video screen or my viewfinder as being such, but it really is like that's the window to your 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 story. And whether you're just recording yourself talking on a camera, telling a story or whether you're um, coming up with some scenes that kind of build the stories you go along. I mean, that's the way we, you already said it, Susie, you know, it's very like storytelling is very much in our dna right mm-hmm. it's just how we've always like passed on information to each other and that's why you know leveraging video can be a very powerful mix when it comes to whatever whatever goals or objectives you have whether it be for business whether it just be for the creative aspect of the art of telling a story you know it's, it's just and, and you know it's fundamental so so you know when i worked in news the new the news director at my station at the time, he was like, look, man, you just got to tell stories. And what was the story? Well, it's having a beginning, a middle and an end. Right. Yep. And there are certain different you know, story arcs that you can that you can use. But, you know, that's really at it. It's basic. You have a beginning once upon a time. You have the story that builds hopefully into some sort of conflict, which keeps people kind of at the edge of their seats. And then 
you know, you have some sort of resolution at the end and some sort of forward thinking thought, whatever it may be. But that's really the way, you know, if you can do that with video, you can create fans, you can create audiences, you can entertain people, keep their attention. You know, you got to if you're just, you know, talking, like talking head, you got to make sure you're doing some creative stuff and, you know, smile, just do things to make yourself be likable. Um, but, you know, it is fundamental. Um, you know, storytelling is is really at the core foundation of, of all things with when it comes to video communication. Yeah, of all communication, I believe. I, I believe yeah. even, even a Facebook post as of that you see, you know, somebody, you know, all right, so, you know, like fish tacos, right? You see a nice fish taco dish in your in your feed and a little a little thing that says I'm at uh, I'm not going to say Taco Bell for God's sake. Um, there's not fish tacos that I know of at Taco Bell, but some nice restaurant or or something or taco shop anywhere. You know, you're from California, right? Yeah. Um, anything Taqueria. like that, Taqueria. right? There you go. So so you see that, and you see a photo right there of tacos, and you see who's posting that. That all by itself is a little story. You know, yeah, your is. friend is over at this place and she likes tacos and she's having this fish taco. And obviously this is so good. She's even taking a photo before she chows down. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to Instagram. You'll you see yeah. all the foodie pictures. Oh, don't go there hungry. <laughs> right. um, and, yeah. that's, and that's why, you know, so, so, you know, there's what do they say a pictures with a thousand words, right? Go. Cause a picture will tell a story. Yeah. So if a picture tells a thousand words, how much more will video tell? You know, that's sort of how I think about it. And, and and there is more power, I think, to video and film, moving pictures, I should say, with the story. Because um, that is, you're in control of the message and the perception through through most of what people are watching. You know, where, um, you know, I was saying this at a couple of my workshops, uh, when it comes to video clips versus stories. So I really, I'm, I'm not trying to dictate what anyone does with video, but I want to see more stories because I think a lot of times you'll put a video clip up there and it can be so, how should I say that? Misread in a way. Uh, the interpretation can be so subjective, you know what I'm saying? Um, and people can get so many different things out of it where if you're sharing the story, uh, as a video, you have a little more control about the message that people are getting from that. Hmm. Yeah, so it's a good way to look at it. I've never, I've never thought about it like that either. <clears throat> well, we've got a, we've got the window. <laughs> yeah, right. I like the window analogy. I love that. And you know, that's sort of the same thing when the directors kind of put their fingers up like a window. That is definitely like what it is. Yeah. So I just never. I, I don't know. I never. Never thought about it like that. You know when that came to me years ago, actually, because I was actually recording video uh, of, you know, things that I, I was seeing, you know, just little video clips, right? And I was walking, I was in a shopping mall, not an indoor one, an outdoor, you know, like any of these uh, shopping square things. And I was walking down the sidewalk and I was reviewing the video that I was watching that I had recorded. And I was mm -hmm. holding it up in front of me as I was walking. You know, I can still 
receptors, peripheral vision, you guys. I never ran oh, into right. a pole or people or anything. <laughs> and I'm watching this. And because of, you know, the motion in the recording that I was watching, I wanted to control it by moving my camera to see what was around it. And I went, wait, wait a minute. My camera is my screen. I'm not recording. I'm watching. Hmm. And I thought, this is, it's like a window. You know, whatever you're looking at is what you're recording and what you're seeing is what you recorded at the same time. So it's almost like just this, this piece of glass. And that's where the whole, somehow, even if it doesn't make any sense, that's where the whole window thing came through. Um, no, it makes total sense. And like when I, when I talk to folks about who are recording videos, like a lot of times people will put their cameras up and they're like, hold their cameras up, but they won't look at their screen. They'll like, like be looking at the scene with their eyes. Yeah. And then what happens in the video when you're not concentrating on your screen, like you're not really shooting or capturing what you want to capture. And at least at the minimum, you're like, is the video is going to be shaky because you're not really concentrating on the screen. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you need to be looking at that window. If if ever you hit record, make sure you're looking at the window because – that way you'll you'll make sure you know when you're capturing something you got to capture you got to think about your audience on the other side, and that's why you got to just be concentrating on it. And like it happens to me too. Like if I'm not really recording a video, if it's like really casual, like whatever, I might not be paying attention to my screen. But why are you recording a video if you don't want to capture that that moment in the best way possible? You know, um, I'm sure you teach this in your workshop, Susie. But if you're shooting something handheld, you know you want that camera nice and still, keep your elbows kind of in on your, 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 your ribs there and, you know, hold that camera as still as possible. Focus on that screen and make sure you're capturing that, that image to the best of your ability. Um, yeah. Those are just some, some basics when it comes to capturing B roll, but it's really important. I'm like this, if someone's going to bother to record a video, you got to make sure it looks right. You know, at least looks right. Sounds right. You know, use a mobile microphone. I'm sure there's plenty of gear that you're, you probably know more gear than I do, but in a minimal use a, use a microphone. You know, I use a tripod. I'm actually, um, I got a little tripod set up right here and it's like, you know, that'll keep your shot still and stable. Like there's a reason why professionals use tripods. There's a reason why professionals use microphones. The thing that I love about mobile video is you can take the same basic concepts and apply it to your mobile device. And you have a, a HD, a 4K mobile mobile video machine right in your pocket. Yeah, there really is no limit. There's, so you can do some simple things with no microphones, with no gear whatsoever. You can do some extraordinary things, I should say, uh, without any of that stuff, believe it or not. But you, you know, have I to believe be... It. I've done it. Like, I, I, like yeah. when I do my IGTV videos, I'm not using right. like – hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, when I'm doing my IGTV videos, um, I'm not using a microphone, like you know. But you know, if you if you're in a noisy situation, a microphone will definitely help. Yeah, and the other thing I was going to say because it's you know, so you and I both know that microphones are based on distance between the the person or or the sound that you're trying to get right mm-hmm. that you're trying you're it's absorbing right so distance is a big deal so if you let's say i'm recording you right now if i'm five feet away from you and we're in a noisy open room then the vid- the microphone on the phone is not really going to capture you it doesn't know what to capture it's just going to capture everything but right, if i'm right. two feet in front of you 
then it's going to start focusing more on you. So I tell people, use your earbuds. You know, it's got a microphone on it. A lot of people forget about that, too. They forget that because we use it so much for listening to music, you know, forget that. Oh, yeah, it's for the phone, too. And we don't even think about when we get a phone call, we're talking through we're not talking through headphones. We're talking we're listening through the headphones, but we're talking through the microphone that's attached to that. Yeah, and you just got to pay attention, right? Because all, <laughs> all, all earbuds, like iPhone earbuds and yep. Android earbuds, they have a little little, little tiny microphone there on the buds. And yeah. it works. It actually works pretty good. Like I use a Rode SmartLav um, if I'm going to use a mobile microphone. But I've there are plenty of times where I've just, you know, put my headphones on and it'll do a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely. And again, we're talking about live videos. So, uh, so you know what? We're believe it or not, we're going up on the hour already. Um, hmm, interesting. I'll tell you what, because um, I don't want this to go too far over. Although if it gets really awesome, I just don't like to. But I do want to play a game with you. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is is called the twenty second shout out game. Um, but what I what I want to do with you is um, name in twenty seconds, right? Uh, name some of the must have or must prepare um, things you should have must, you know, like on your phone, right? Like, you know, like, for example, um, turn off your, you know, put it on. Don't. um, What do you call it? Turn off the sound or uh, do not disturb. (laughs) Airplane mode, put on airplane mode. That kind of like tips, like tips, like mobile, mobile tips. Like real, real quick, simple. Do this, do that. Don't do this, do that in 20 seconds. Just, just for, again, let's see. Let's see how many of these you can pull out. How's that? Sounds good. All right. Tell Tell me when to go. Okay, I will. Are you ready? Get set and go. First thing, number one, is put your phone in airplane mode. Number two, you can focus with your iPhone and Android. If you tap on the screen, you'll notice a little yellow square will appear. If you hold your finger for several seconds, it will lock the focus and lock the exposure. You can also adjust your exposure. There should be a little sundial, especially if you're on an iPhone. Is that 20 seconds already? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, there's enough time. Oh, my God. I just got the three. No, I will let you. I will let you finish that that third one. <laughs> okay, the third one. There should be a little sundial on your screen. If you go up or down on the sundial, it will actually increase or decrease the exposure. Um, I have some more tips, but I guess I'm way over time. That's probably like well, a minute. I think that you can share those other tips on our Patreon. All right, I will do that. <laughs> I will do Just that. Just uh, trying to tease our listeners to go there and beat. Be patrons and and come out and there support, and, and support and support Susie. You know, yeah. she does. Susie Susie's really passionate about mobile filmmaking. Let me tell you. So, she, I, I I've been you know she's reached out to me for several years to come out and do a workshop at her conference, and I haven't. Oh, I'm such a bad friend because I haven't made the trip out there. Um, I'm still she's, talking she's, to you. <laughs> but yeah, she's. I mean, she's on the forefront. She's been on the forefront of mobile video for years now, and she's really one of the prime evangelists and proponents and advocates, activists, all the above. And I um, mean, it just speaks to you know, if you get a vision in your heart or a dream in your mind or a dream in your heart, whatever, 
Um, you know, you can you can make it happen. And Susie's one of these people where she's been very passionate about the technology and about um, the storytelling capabilities of, of devices. And she's making it happen. And she's definitely a, one of the folks that's on. I mean, she's one of the top authorities in the mobile filmmaking space. And uh, I thank you for, you know, everything that you do for the community, Susie, because it is a valuable service. Well, thank you. But, you know, this is about you. <laughs> no, it's about you. <laughs> no, it's you. <laughs> I uh, I do. I, no, seriously, thank you for saying all that. Um, but I do want you to share uh, before this is over. And so people have a place to go. I, I want them just just really quick before we go. I don't want you to just shout out your your social media and your website and stuff. I want you to tell people why they should follow you and and then you can tell them how to do that all right um first of all i'm i'm, I'm an educator my, my passion is education and video production so that's really what i'm all about so um i'm not you know some big time entrepreneur um though that's an uh, area that i'm looking to build upon um you know i'm here to help people at the end of the day like i'm here to throw the rope back i'm here to share my experiences in my more than 20 years of working in broadcasting and video production. And so when you follow me on social media, you know, you can do so. I'm at Amani channel just about everywhere. That's A-M-A-N-I-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. And, you know, I'm just I'm just about helping other folks tell their story, get their message out there via video. Um, I, I walk the walk. I talk the talk. I've told the stories I've, I've been in the hurricanes, I've been on the murder scenes and I, I've done that. Um, but there's nothing more than that. I love to do is watch someone who's, you know, wants to learn about the craft and see that spark in their eye light up or see that, see what they've, they're able to create after teaching them or showing them a few tips or techniques or helping them overcome the challenges that they may have getting their message out there and having them realize the video is as fun as I think it is, which it can be if you're able to overcome some of your challenges. Um, I just I love teaching and I love sharing. Um, if you just you know Google search me, you'll, you'll see that I, I'm you know that's what I'm about, Susie. And um, yeah, if anyone's interested in following me, it's Amani Channel, or you can follow Video Fearless on Instagram. Um, video for I don't really tweet that much, but I'm uh, Video Fearless is on Twitter and I have a Facebook page, but. Um, you know, connect with Amani channel or video fearless. It's all good. Um, you know, send me an email at amani.channel at gmail.com. And I'm not hard to find. Yeah, we'll we'll um we'll share on the on the notes for this episode um links for you um and also um your website. Yes, which is videofearless.co. Videofearless.co is the website. Exactly. So we'll share that too, and um, and definitely look. We're we're we've been talking about you know a lot of the concepts on on, and we've even reached out from our heart to you guys <laughs> about the power of this. But you know the the world is is really expecting almost everybody and and everyone that you can imagine to sort of do the the self branding thing. You can never start too soon on doing that. And one of the one of the things that you do is if you're going to put yourself out there in video, um, pay attention to what you're putting out and how you're doing it, how you're presenting yourself. I'm, we're not 
definitely not telling you go out and get a suit and tie or anything like that. I am so far from telling you to do that. What I'm saying is you want to be yourself, right? So you want to present yourself as yourself so that you're not watching it later cringing going, oh, you know? <laughs> um, right. And and that's what's more important. I mean, if you're looking at it and, and cringing, then that's not good. But if you're looking at, you know, the replay of your live cast or whatever, and you're going, hey, that's cool, you know, what I did there, then then that's that's how it should be, right? Oh, definitely. And one thing I would suggest is if you're just getting started to have a, a friend or family member kind of look your look at your video and critique it. Don't get it. Don't you can't have a thin skin, though, when it comes to getting started with video, because, you know, it's it's a subjective thing. There are some people who are going to like you. There are some people who aren't going to like you. The main thing is just stick to your core. Let your true personality shine. Maybe put an extra extra season on the salad. Like I said, you got to, you know, um, video is there's still a performance aspect of making videos. All right. Anytime you're putting yourself out there, you got to remember your audience and they want to be entertained as well as informed or educated. Like entertainment is a, a big part of it. And even this podcast hopefully was a little bit entertaining. You know, me and Susie aren't singing and dancing to you, aren't <laughs> singing to you at least. Um, but we want to inform you as well as keep your attention. And so you got to keep that in mind. So, you know, I say, you know, usually for most of my videos, I'm just my true personality. But sometimes I get a little more fired up and it's OK to get fired up. Mm-hmm. And when you're excited or passionate about something, uh, people want to see that fire you know they want to see you burn and and you know if you're if you're really challenged with making videos just find someone who can help you out find a you know a coach a mentor someone who can help guide you through the challenges because and that's you <laughs> well thank you <laughs> yeah um, yeah it can be me or there's other coaches online definitely there's other people who, are, who can help you get your message out there but at the end of the day you know it can it can seem like a you know, it can seem like an overwhelming challenge. Like when you think about the technical aspects of making a video and then you got to get the message right. And do I use a teleprompter? How do I get my, remember what I'm going to say? There's some pretty simple techniques to doing so. Yeah. And you, you have a phone. Look right now, like, okay, maybe not right this minute, but make a note of it. Right. And just, you know, say, look, how handy is your phone right now? Right. You're probably listening to this on your phone as it is. So mm-hmm. how easy it is to just flip it around and hit record and and record yourself. You don't eat to be honest, you don't even have to show that to anybody when you're starting out. You don't have to do a live Facebook live or broadcast or anything like that to get started. It's just you and your phone, your buddy, your best friend, <laughs> you know, it's not going to tell on you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just record and, and, and then look at it and go, you know what? I didn't like that. Don't like it. There's that little trash icon. Beep. You hit it. You, it's trash. It's forgotten. Do it again, you know, and just keep playing with this. Remember, Life has to be fun and everything that you do doesn't have to be, you know, we're not saying you must be out there getting on video. But if you're listening to the this, to this podcast, you probably have some interest in this. And, right. uh, yeah, we're trying to sort of, you know, give we're you trying that. To inspire extra, you. We're trying yeah, to inspire you. Yeah, and, and to sort of give you story. that little extra push that, you know, like, you know, I'm not saying go eat the broccoli or anything, but go ahead and hit record (laughs) and just, you know, point the camera at yourself and hit record and don't be shy about it because again, it's just between you and you, basically you and your phone. 
Um, and, um, and then later as you get better at it, you know, then, then show it to your friends, uh, and tell them Imani told you to. <laughs> or just show it to you me know? or you can just show it to me. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, you, know and... you can work your way through this, you know, um, I have a dog and he won't look at videos. He won't look at screens. There's something about the light, uh, hmm. that he doesn't like. There are a bunch of dogs. I see them on YouTube and everywhere where they're looking at, you know, they're watching, they have no problem looking at screens. My dog, for some reason, won't look at it, so I can't use my dog. But maybe your dog will, and he'll react to you. You know, make make your little, you know, how you do it, you know. I'm not going to do that. But anyways, how you talk to your dog and do it to your dog and see how your dog responds. You know what I'm saying? And you know you're getting your dog message out there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the thing is your dog's gonna love you regardless if you mess up or not your dog's (laughs) gonna love you the same (laughs) that's so anyway so yeah so do that just get started don't be shy towards yourself even is i guess is what i'm trying to say and then you're taking you know like the bill murray movie you're taking baby steps you know Mm -hmm. and one thing leads to another everything is connected but do definitely uh, go check out uh, Amani's website. There's a lot of information there. There's a, there's a lot of videos I saw there too that can get. Yeah, you and I have an ebook which will help you get your confidence. It's the 60 second plan to make videos with confidence. It's something like that. But it's all about. Um, it's a short ebook that to help you gain your confidence. And basically, it's a ten. There are templates and there's. Um, you just plug and play templates you can just use to start crafting your video message right now. So, um, that's at videofearless.co slash ebook and you can download that. And, uh, it's my free gift to you. And I want to thank you, Susie, for the time to share, share my passion, my love and my profession really, um, with your audience. Yeah, you bet. And we're going to do one last thing here. Um, we're going to, so we're going to go to Patreon now. So, uh, what was, what was it that you were going to talk about the four, the four steps of what? I'm going to share my video fearless formula. And then I think I'm going to share a couple mobile tips as well. Very good. All right, listeners, we'll see you there at the patreon.com slash SBP podcast. 